Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening uh, to this episode and to all episodes, I'm sure. Now, I wanted to kind of come on here a little bit and talk about what you're about to hear. Uh, there's a lot of discussions about the Pulse nightclub shooting that occurred uh, back here in Orlando, June 12th, 2016. Now, there's a lot of raw and, and heavy conversation, so I did not edit with a fine tooth comb as I usually do. So I wanted to keep the conversation raw and real. So there are some spots with dead air to compose ourselves emotionally. You're not going to hear me pull out a lot of the ums that I normally do because I just wanted this episode to publish as it was recorded. There is a little bit of editing, of course, but I really wanted it to be this real conversation that we had. Uh, this does involve trigger warnings um, for anybody who lived here in Orlando, was close to any victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting, uh, was there that night, has been involved in any mass shootings. Uh, there's We don't go into extreme detail, but you know there, there are trigger warnings, so I wanted to keep that, uh, just point that out. So uh, enjoy this episode. It means a lot to to us. It means a lot to me. Um, and stay tuned in the last segment for our tribute to the Pulse victims. Thank you for listening to the No New Friends podcast, After Dark Edition. NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Welcome to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Young! Welcome to episode 159 of the New Friends Podcast, After Dark Edition. Um, I say after dark, it's been dark all day here in New Jersey because we've had these Canadian fires all day and it's the, the smoke has just uh, totally submerged the sun. Uh, it's been dark. Uh, I think I've developed some sort of lung disorder. Scott still made me come and report tonight. Uh, I've taken 16 puffs of my inhaler tonight. And That's Scott's right, I made Nick come another way. The voices you're hearing laughing and telling insensitive jokes are Scott from the No New Friends podcast, which is what we're on right now, so you should know who that is. And Nick from the No New Friends podcast, who you should also know. So if you don't know, then please just rewind, just go back, listen to old episodes. You'll thank me later. Um, tonight we have some super, super, um, uh, deep topics, interesting topics and topics that I'm uh, cautiously excited to learn about because I don't know a lot about the topics we're about to learn. And, uh, so I'm going to kick it over to Scott and Nick for most of this episode. Um, I do want to remind everybody 
that this No New Friends After Dark special episode is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all your traveling needs, reach out. To, just do it. Just reach out to Nick at SandpiperVacations.com. Tell him the No New Friends podcast sent you. Nick's the best. And don't take it from me. Uh, learn it from him. He's the greatest. I have never realized how unprepared I was for vacation until I booked through Sandpiper <laughs> Vacations. <laughs> because now I realize how much yeah. I was missing out on. Oh my! All the time on stuff that I would have never known about if I didn't book through them. So please reach out to him. I've reached out to him. My sister's reached out to him. My neighbors has reached out to him. I have reached around him. <laughs> uh, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these relationships get way closer than you'd ever imagine. <laughs> so go to sandpipervacations.com uh, for your next vacation. Now, also, tonight, some more business. Some more business before oh, we get please, to the other please. stuff. Oh, please. Uh, this is very important. This is very important. Very exciting. Please vote for us. For Orlando Weekly's best of best of Orlando competition under the category local notables, best local podcast. That is right. We are officially a finalist. So please vote for us. Orlando Weekly. It's vote.orlandoweekly.com. Local notables, best local podcast. We really, really, really want to be in the top three. We'd love to win it. And we need your help. We need your help by voting and by sharing uh, the message and have as many people vote for us as possible. Uh, we've got a huge hill to climb to beat the, it's like a 17 year in a row winner. Uh, yeah, so we'd yeah. really love to dethrone them. It would mean the world to us. So please help us out with that. Now, what would mean the world to me? at the No New Friends podcast and all of us and all our patrons is to please vote for Scott Maffei. For Scott, can you please uh, remind us of the category and I will explain. Oh, I closed it. Actually, it's best local radio voice. Scott Maffei, right without even advertising, <laughs> without even advertising, was nominated for best radio voice? Correct? Best local radio voice, yeah. Best local radio voice. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to let Scott brag cuz he won't cuz listen we joke about it but Scott is a humble person. Scott won't brag about this. I'm going to brag about it for him. The names that he is amongst in this category are in the likes of local legends. The fact that Scott was even nominated is uh it just makes me so proud that that his name is on there. Just the fact that he uh has been his dream his whole life was to be on radio he starts this podcast the no new friends podcast he's on real radio occasionally in, in the past and now he's nominated for for this category super super proud of him i want to congratulate him uh on behalf of of everybody here at the no new friends podcast for this uh, amazing thank you feat. because thank listen you. You don't even have to win, man. This is an amazing feat to be just in the in and within these these local legends that you've been listening to for years and years and years. So uh love you, man. I'm so happy to see your name. Thank you next so to much. Guys. Means a lot. It means a lot. And I'm I'm really excited. I was not expecting it, but uh no, it's amazing. That, Thank that's you. A, and I, and I was really uh before we went live, Scott was going through all the categories and he read his name on there. And uh, it was just the coolest thing to be. I thought he was joking <laughs> I, I, because we didn't have it. We like, listen, we, we listen to all it. our episodes. We did not, we did not advertise this. We did not push this. So the fact he was nominated was not just a surprise, but like a really, really cool surprise. Yeah. So, uh, so please um, vote, vote Scott Maffei on that category. And yes, like Scott said, vote for us, the new friends podcast. We have a very steep mountain to climb, like Scott has said, but um, anything's possible. 
and we'd love it just to, just to be nominated amongst the other uh the other podcasts is, is is an awesome feat but listen if we could win this thing that would be awesome i'll fly down to florida i'll fly down to florida i'll do it i'll book through sandpiper and i'll fly down, down to florida <laughs> yeah <laughs> nick hey nick will be there too so if you want to if you want to do a meetup no new friends meetup vote for us we'll do a meetup <sighs> anyway we talked about nice tasteful things now let's talk about arrogant distasteful things um i want to talk a little about a little bit about what a moon cricket is scott um don't want to lead with what we're talking about i want to talk about what is a moon cricket so scott i think you know what a moon cricket is nick do you know what a moon cricket I is i honestly have no idea good uh moon cricket is a uh horrible horrible term it's a racist term and the only reason I'm saying it is in a um, historical and unfortunately, um, I don't even know how to say it, like a, a, a term that's used loosely uh, in Florida. Uh, Maroon, uh, moon cricket, as defined by Urban Dictionary, because the Webster's isn't going to define this. Uh, Urban Dictionary defines it as a derogatory term for colored people, basically the same as saying the N word. And, um, and moon cricket, uh, so I, I think that this that the the term moon cricket unfortunately is derived from slave singing at night. Uh, hey, Scott, can you correct me on that? Do you know that? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it means, though. It, uh, if you if you got it from the internet, then you Google better than I do. I I'm not sure the exact definition of moon cricket. Um, other I than did just find it, it. Yeah, other than it, it is an it, offensive yeah. term. Uh, towards slaves. So I do want to give the backstory and the history on this term so you can know how distasteful the establishment that uses it is because I do want to um, uh, tell you exactly what it means. So I think that's important for the context of what we're talking about. So what is a moon cricket? So um, on mooncricketfilms.com, I don't know if there's any more reputable of a uh, topic than mooncricketfilms.com. Uh in the history, it is said that Moon Cricket was a name towards blacks in the slave days because as runaway slaves, they used the moonlight to guide them through the night for their freedom. Just enough light from the moonlight and the dark enough to hide. Um, also, the real meaning of Moon Cricket was what the slaves were called when they would sing and dance under the moonlight after a long day of working for their master. So Moon Cricket is obviously derived from something very very racist and very problematic moon cricket is not a compliment moon cricket is not a nice term uh nonetheless a restaurant in winter garden is uh named the moon cricket grill the moon cricket grill um and they did something heinous recently and and i'll tell you what when i saw it uh, their advertisement on Facebook that they were advertising that um, please come in and buy Bud Light um, for 49 cents. You can uh, drink it, you can dump it, you can do whatever you want. I'm thinking, wow, what a what a genius marketing ploy um, because you have these dumb racists that are going to, or not racists, but um, what's a, what's the what's a derogatory term for people who don't like gay people? Just idiots, <laughs> homophobe, Hom homophobe, oh, idiots, okay. yeah, homophobe. idiots. Okay. There you go. So you have these dumb homophobes that are going to be paying this bar, right? 
to uh to get rid of their uh probably Bud Light that's gone bad by now because it's not being bought, right? So I'm, as a business person, as a business owner, I'm thinking, wow, this is a very, uh, you know, smart business move on this on this bar's behalf by getting rid of this Bud Light. So whoever wants it, you like Bud Light, here you go. It's 49 cents. You hate Bud Light for what the, you know, what propaganda or whatever you claim they're spreading is, then, hey, you're still buying it from me and dumping it down the drain. So you're the idiot for buying it off me and making money. So... That's what someone from who is a straight male from New Jersey is looking at this as, right? Uh, Forty nine cents for a beer. This 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 uh, this bar is looking to salvage their funds. Unfortunately, they have to <laughs> tap on the shoulders of homophobes to be able to get rid of this. Well, this beer. Let me, let me interrupt you real quick sure. because someone showed showed me this uh, advertisement and said, "Isn't this disgusting?" And all mm-hmm. I saw was the the advertisement, and w- we'll get into why it's disgusting. But and you, as a Bud Light lover, is like, no, it's delicious. It's a delicious <laughs> advertisement. Right. What are you talking about? Disgusting. I, I said, well, I made that's right down the street from. First of all, I did not know what Moon Cricket meant, um, and I'm seeing this is right down the street from my house. They're doing a promotion for Bud Lights, and the way that I saw it was okay, forty nine cents. Uh, so let's honor the 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 pulse victims, and we're gonna pour one out for the homies. That's yes, what I thought it was. What, yeah, because because I'm thinking, why would anybody who is boycotting Bud Light want to sell Bud Light? Because right, it, regardless of what you sell it for, the beer Bud Light gets the money. Bud Light already got their money. Sure, right. Bud Light gets the money. <laughs> Yeah, they already they, got their yeah, money. They, they, they already got their money. Correct. And now they're so going they, to get can you continue to get money because now you've sold through that and now you're going to need some more. So, yeah, and and Scott totally agree with you. And someone so detached from the the uh, pulse uh, massacre tragedy, however you want to describe it, um, and someone who is in business and someone who had no idea what moon cricket meant would think, yeah, this is a great business move. Right? You have these homophobes coming in, buying beer that they're supposed to be boycotting, pouring it down the drain. Right? That's how I'm looking at it. You're looking at it in a totally different light. Buying Bud Light, pouring one out for the homies. Correct. Right? You pour mm-hmm. one out. That's, that's a term. That's you pour one thinking. out for someone who has died. You know, you pour one out. That's a, that's a term. Right? Then, you take a step back from the situation. Right? Take off the, the business person cap. Take off the uh, cap of any tasteful person, and you start to look at this advertisement for the Moon Crooked Girl. Right? Take a step back from the advertisement for the Moon Crooked Girl. Look at the Moon Cricket Grill. I almost, I, I feel, I don't feel bad saying Moon Cricket Grill because that's the name. I feel bad saying the term Moon Cricket because I'm looking at this saying it's the like almost the equivalent of saying the N word. But I do want to pound this name into this podcast just to show how horrible and distasteful this establishment is just for even naming themselves that name this is the moon cricket grill they did not come up with the term it sounds like a charming term right scott right nick moon cricket sounds like a like a yeah. oh jiminy cricket yeah. you know what i mean yeah, it sounds like a fun exactly. goofy yeah. name yeah you you would never know moon cricket grill sounds like somewhere i'd take my uh, my wife on for a for a nice date now let's go to the moon cricket grill right sounds 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 charming no Google Moon Cricket. It's there's there's literally nothing charming about it. It's 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 it, the name 
is uh, founded in racism. And the people that named this restaurant knew that. You don't name it. This is, the, this is according to the, the definition, this is the equivalent to naming your restaurant the N-word grill. Yeah. Right? Yep. Think, about, so, think about that for a second. Now, I'm going to kick this, uh, the rest of this uh, segment over to Scott, who's near this establishment. And uh, and Nick, who can uh, can um, kind of comment more on why they're charging forty nine cents for this, but like me as a business person from New Jersey, thinking forty nine cents, it's half of a dollar, right? Now that forty nine cents is rooted, that number is rooted in something that I can't even believe. So Scott, please, please describe uh, describe this ad and why 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 they're doing this. So as um. As I started looking into it a little bit more and it started to start trending on, on social media, um, I realized that I, my interpret interpretation of the ad was not correct at all. Right. Uh, in fact, if you, and I've got it shown on the screen right now on Twitch at the bottom, it says, don't even call it woke Wednesday. Um, and then it was, it's disgusting. It's, it's even worse than the it, it's even worse than the name of the, the the bar the moon cricket lounge because 49 um is the number of people killed at, at the pulse nightclub 49 so this was done intentionally intentionally to mock and ridicule people that lost their lives on that horrible, horrible evening. And it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's disgusting. I, I mean, it, it, it hits home here, obviously just from a human nature, um, because I just have a, a love for people, but it hits home because this is a, this is a club in my town. Pulse is a club here in Orlando. It's, 25 minutes away from me um when i would go to have lunch with my wife when she worked at her previous job i passed it every single day past the memorial every single day um i've got friends i've got family that could have been there that night and we'll kind of get to that as i kind of go through the events of that evening and the next day but that was a very very scary time here in Orlando, whether you were gay, straight, um, you know, we knew people, we knew people that went there. We knew people, I mean, Rachel, my wife had been there, uh, at, at times and it, it, it hit home. And, you know, a lot of times when we see, um, mass shootings and, and this is not what this episode, this episode is not about mass shooting and gun control. Um, it doesn't complete. We feel sad. We recognize what, uh, what, how horrible it is. But as the news goes away, so does our, like, you know, Sandy Hook, for example, a, a terrible tragedy, terrible tragedy. But, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those other things that we see in the news. Um, Pulse is something that doesn't go away for me. You know, I don't have, I don't have PTSD or anything like I don't, it, it, that's not where it is, but you know, 
reliving in my head the events that that occurred. And and Chris, if you're ready, I'll kind of take you through uh, the 12 hours leading up to Pulse and then the 48 hours after Pulse. Yeah, so I do want to. Yeah, in a second, I do want to do want to uh, touch on that. Just uh, one minute buffer here. Um, I'm very conservative when it comes to business. Like I said, I own my own business, right? And I'm a firm believer in if you don't like what the business practices, just go to another business. Well, this is like one of those rare occasions where, uh, you know, my opinion this this place should just be shut down. Like this is like. That that almost, I mean, that feels like a hate crime to me. That doesn't even feel like a marketing. One hundred percent. It doesn't 100%. even. It doesn't feel like a. We're not um, selling to you because we don't believe in your religion or whatever it may be. This 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 feels like a hate crime. I, how much how much you buy a, a bottle of uh, of Bud Light or a draft of Bud Light at a bar? I think on a special you might be able to get it from three to five dollars, right? So maybe you do 50% off, which would take you down to $1.50, uh, $2.50, right? If you really want to be cute, you say 50 cents. You do dollar drafts, right? Picking the number 49 is the most grotesque, disgusting things that I've seen in a very long time. 49 uh, is a random number if, unless it was meant for a malicious purpose which I have no doubt that it was because 50 cents is a great price mm. for a butt light. Why pick 49? And that's what gets me. And that's why, that's where I kind of draw the line. And like, listen, like I said, I own my own business and I have very conservative views on businesses, but, uh, this goes beyond that. This is, uh, not, I don't even know if I'd categorize this as a borderline hate crime. This, I, I think would, could, could be, could be tried in a court as a as a hate crime 49 why pick the number 49 other than something that has going on in your own backyard that um, that's that's, that's the, the thing Chris, that you're that's, advertising is that's is, the crazy thing uh, to me against yeah. yeah is is okay it's our it's already bad enough if it happens in in small podunk down you know uh kentucky or georgia or idaho whatever like it it's still not okay but it's like right. it, that's one thing but to do mm-hmm. it in here in Winter Garden, which is literally 20 minutes away from Orlando, like, you know, it's it w- Winter Garden is a outskirt city of Orlando to do sure. that here. It, it's it, like, it's, do you not remember? Do you not remember how scary that was? When I, I if that's not a hate crime, I don't know what would be, Scott. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. What are we? I, I, I'm I'm. Borderline hate crime. Border, I'm borderline speechless because it's like it's it's. I, I, before we move on, Scott, I really want to get your insight on um, uh, what it was like to be a local. Um, Scott, do you know off the top of your head when the Pulse night shooting was? Do you know what year that was? Yeah, to uh, June twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Okay, so this is the eighth, seventh. This will be the seventh, seventh anniversary. Seventh. Uh, seventh anniversary of the anniversary. Uh, so it, it, the the anniversary of this of this tragedy is coming up. So obviously it's a horrible time uh, for you being a local, but horrible time for uh, people of the LGBTQ plus community too. So I kind of do want to before we go into the timeline of what happened that night, Nick. When you see a um, a 
advertising like 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 this one. I'm a straight person, and it makes me want to throw up. When you see this, are you just like, what is? What are the emotions going through your head when you see something like this? So when he first sent it to me, I I didn't fully understand it either because I didn't know the sure. history behind the bar and it, because we're normal because we're yeah, normal people it's like i didn't i didn't know the history of the bar i didn't i didn't recognize that term or the name of the bar and once we dug right. deeper into it i was pissed like first off to throw a drink down the drain like and yeah let's let's be pissed about that first pouring a drink down the yeah. drain i mean that's like a party foul the kids it, it, would call exactly it. And like I, I worked in the beer industry for a long time and like when the gay community protested Coors Light, they didn't charge for you to throw the beer down the street or in the streets. They were just going out beer and tossing it down um, to get rid of it. Right. And they got rid of Coors Light for 30, 40 years. Um, so the fact that they picked the number and that number was very random. I worked on the bar industry too. Bars don't charge mm-hmm. anything that has to do with a penny. It's either ends in a five or a zero. Like, you're not going to get yeah. out pennies as change. So, so that number yeah. was, mm-hmm. it stood out definitely. And once we kind of dug deeper into it, yeah, it, that's gross. Yeah. No doubt that it was intentional. No doubt that it, this was intentional. And, uh, like I said, someone like me from New Jersey would never know that, uh, and, and outside of the, uh, gay community would never know that 49 was, a um, a, an important number. Um, and that's I the thing is, is, is shut down. You know, I hope it goes out of business. I, there's nothing else ex- for me to say. It, it's hard to expect someone from New Jersey. I mean, if you ask me how many people were killed in the Las Vegas shooting, I can't tell you that. No, sure. Right. I can't tell mm-hmm. you that. I can't tell you how many, mm-hmm. how many, how many deaths there were at Sandy Hook. I, right. I can't tell you that, but I, I will always remember how many, mm-hmm. how many people lost their lives at Pulse. Now, you know, Scott. So, yeah. Um, this date was June, uh, June what? I'm sorry. June 12th, 2016. June 12th, 2016. Um, take me through your day uh, that day being, like you said, 25 minutes away from this heinous act where it took place. Uh, How did you get the news? How did it affect you? Please elaborate. Anything you feel comfortable saying? Yeah. So the uh, as I, as I kind of tell this story, it's, it's going to be chilling. Um, and this is why one, I'm so sensitive about it because it, it hits home. And, and obviously my, my love for the LGBTQ community and how they were targeted in this, um, you know, that's why this is, it's, it's a hot topic with me. It's, it's something that, you know, but uh, so I have to back up to one day prior, uh, June 10th, 2016. And there was another club here in Orlando um, it was like the Plaza Theater, and uh, there was a singer performing there who was a contestant on The Voice, uh, Christina Grimey, and um, she was tragically murdered, like on stage, like she was like killed on stage, or or or, or right after the concert. I don't know exactly. Th- this is what's what's um, what's crazy about the story is that was the headline. That was the headline the day before, and. I remember going to sleep on the evening of uh, June 11th. And, and again, Christina Grimey happened 
June 10th. So that was that that news broke on the morning of of June 11th. Okay, so June 11th, Christina Grimey. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was, I was, uh, I hadn't yet moved in with Rachel yet. So Rachel and I were still dating. She'd come over for the weekend and, um, every more, every, you know, she would come over on Friday, Saturday morning, she would have to go and walk her dog. Um, and then we would get into the, the events of the day. So June 11th, I went to sleep on a, you know, it was a normal Friday and I woke up Saturday and it was really weird, Chris. Um, my phone had sh- showed something on it that I'd never seen before. And what's that? It was a, a name of a Facebook friend, Mark Safe. This is something that had not been activated by Facebook ever until, uh, until June 12th, 2016. It was a feature that they had built, built in, but it had never been used. And then I'm getting another notification someone marked Safe. Someone marked safe. Someone marked safe. And then I opened up Facebook and they're like, uh, would you like to mark yourself safe? Yeah, I guess. And, and I didn't understand. I said, that I don't understand what's going on. This was All right, an yeah, isolated. I'm safe. I'm, I'm, yeah. One person was shot at a nightclub. You know, one person was shot at a nightclub. They already got the person. I see. Right. What, what, I don't understand what's happening. And it was one of those things like when, when, and, and Chris, you're a lot, lot younger. So probably like September 11th would be your first, sure, at first memory of like something major happening and tragedy, and, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Absolutely. you're getting news in real time and all that. So I had no mm-hmm. idea what was going on. And, and mm-hmm. my wife calls me because she's on her way back from walking the dog. And she goes, Did you hear? And I said, No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know that this girl was shot at, the Plaza nightclub um, I'm being marked safe or whatever. And she said, no, there was a mass shooting um, downtown Orlando at the pulse nightclub. And that's of course, when I, when I start looking at Facebook and it was just, it was horrifying because now, now this is in my backyard. This is somewhere that I've driven by. This is, this is somewhere that I've been. You must feel betrayed. You almost feel like offended. Like this happened in your, at your home. It was almost like my innocence was taken away from me, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, and I know that's like super silly and super like, I don't, I don't know. It's super. Um, no, that's your home. Yeah. That's your home. Yeah, and someone it is. came into your home and, and did something horrible. Yeah. And, and then when I, I, and I didn't know what Pulse was at the time. I didn't know what Pulse nightclub was. Right. Um, I had heard of uh, Southern Nights and the Parliament House. Those were the two big gay clubs mm-hmm. here in Orlando. I didn't know Pulse. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, it was, it was just, I, it was one thing that there was a shooting at a nightclub here in Orlando, a mass shooting. But then when I found out it was at a gay club, it was like 10 times worse for me. Um, because I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, just the, the members of the LGBTQ plus community, they just want to love, they just want to yeah. be themselves and, 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 and party the way they want to love the way they feel want to yep. feel comfortable the way they want to. And this was, this was Latin night at pulse and here this happens. And you know, the first 24, first 24 to 48 hours were really, really scary. And Scott, luckily, yeah, I, I, I don't want to cut you off here, but I do want to cut you off because okay. 
I, I, I do want to um, educate our listeners on what actually happened this night because there might be some people who don't know what Pulse is, what Pulse nightclub was, what happened that night uh, on June 12th, correct? It was June yep. 12th, uh, 2016. A gunman went into a uh, gay nightclub and took the lives of 49 victims, uh, 49 innocent uh, people that went out trying to have a, a night out on the town, you know, just like anybody else. Uh, and, and, um, and that's, that's what, that's what we're talking about here. I, I just, I, I don't want any of your points to be lesser because he, somebody doesn't know what, no, thank you. uh, what you're yeah. talking about. Please so go on. the first 24 to 48 hours afterwards was, was just really scary and really, um, odd and nothing that I had ever experienced. I, I don't know. Have you have you guys ever gone through like a hurricane or a tornado through your town or or, or anything like that? I, I don't yeah. know. Being New Jersey, Ohio. Tornadoes. Yeah, no tornado sure, watches. Yeah. And yeah, yep. Sure, yep. So after a hurricane here, it's very difficult to... It, it's different now because cell phone towers are so much more technologically advanced. But I remember 2004 after Hurricane Charlie, it was impossible to get a hold of someone. On September 11th, it was impossible to get a hold of someone on on the phone. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yep. The, June, the cell towers are overloaded, and you can't. Yeah, yeah you can't get through. Yeah, June 12th, uh, it was impossible to get people on the phone. And wow. what was really scary about that is not everybody knew. Not everybody jumped on Facebook all the time and sure. was able to mark themselves safe. Um, sure. Because maybe they didn't have a Facebook. Yeah, very different time than than, right. than 2023. Yeah, maybe they didn't have a Facebook. Maybe they just didn't go on it uh, mm -hmm. very often. So there were people that were unaccounted for. People that we knew. People that right. people that worked for me knew. Mm -hmm. And you know, it 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 was like it was it was like it was after a hurricane, where we had to handle that. Yeah. Where we're like you know, if employees lose power during the hurricane, or there's a tree on their car. Like we have to be sensitive towards that. And make it was the same thing. They're like. Hey, I haven't heard from my friend in two days. Um, they're 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 Spanish and gay, and I don't know if they were there. And that's all the radio stations. That's all you heard was just one trying to, you know, provide provide some 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 comfort and just uh, an outlet to talk. But also, it's like, hey, I am looking for so and so. Um, trying to make connections. So, and, and I mean, you see it on the news, they would release, you know, the names of, of people that survived because they were people in hospitals that they, they couldn't check in on Facebook right. that were a pulse. So yeah. you're a family, you're, you're, you're a family member of someone that you knew was at pulse, but you have no idea. It, and it wasn't, it was a difficult, there was a lot of crisscross of, of information. It was, um. It was, it was, it was awful. And, um, I remember as, as pictures started coming out, there were two, there's two faces and, and God, I forget, I forget the one woman's name. Um, she was not gay, but she went to pulse with her, her son who was gay and she was killed. And the other one was Louis Velma who worked at universal studios. Mm. Um, he was a ride attendant at, um, the, um, uh, forbidden journey. And, um, so now, like my universal family is affected. Yeah, All you right. know, I, I mean, they they shut the ride down that day. One of the most popular attractions at Universal just shut down really? that day. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, 
it was it was just awful. Now, with great tragedy, and and I think Mister Rogers said, uh, you know, when there's tragedy, um, you always look at at the 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 people in the uniforms. They're the ones helping people and all that. Um, it did unify our community for for a, a time. Yeah, like you know, all tragedies do. Yeah, right. right. You know, after the Boston Marathon, you got Boston Strong. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, yep. for us, it was Orlando Strong, and and we saw uh, rainbow colors all across the country, uh, just honoring Pulse. Um, so there was a, there was a lot of uh, you know they at at Orlando City soccer games they had uh, forty nine seats that the the whole section was rainbow color and they kept the section empty for the entire season. Um, so it, it's just, so to bring to the, 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 bring this back to the whole point of this episode, how disgusting mm-hmm. it is that this, this, uh, restaurant, this bar has done this because yeah. I, I just, I just painted a picture of someone who was, I mean, close to it, but I wasn't that, I wasn't as close to it as others, not right. nearly as close to it as others. You know, I'm in my, it, this happened in 2016. So I'm in my mid to late thirties at the time. I'm not going to nightclubs and, and, sure. but there, you know, there are people that were a lot closer to the situation and, um, and just the, 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 the horror and the chilling details that I just provided people had it so much worse. And for, for a grill in Orlando to do this mm-hmm. is just it, anywhere, anywhere. Let me get that. Right. Let me get that very, very right. straight. Anywhere is disgusting, but especially here in Orlando, especially it's yeah. just fucking insane to me. Yeah. It, it I cannot, it, it's like, if you want to do things to push the envelope, to get attention, I get it. Mm-hmm. We do things to make it 50 attention. cents. Make it 50 cents. Uh, make it 50 cents. cents. Make, yeah. If you, you want to really, you know, get rid <laughs> yeah. of your Bud Light and all that. Like, make, that's the thing is, 50 cents. you want to boycott Bud Light, fucking go for it. It's stupid yeah. and you're right. a fucking idiot. But if you want to boy, you have every right to boycott exactly. a product. You have every 100%. right to do it. Make it 50 cents though. Don't right. make it 49 cents. There's no reason. Um, There's no reason unless you're trying to do this. Uh, just speaking on behalf of all rational people, I think we could say is that, you know, all rational thinking people, everything you said, I, I, I just totally agree with Scott. I appreciate you, um, giving us insight on how it was in how the Pulse nightclub tragedy affected your community being right yeah, outside, right in I your backyard. I interrupt six. I was like, just taking it all in. Same here, Nick. And and, and I, I appreciate everything you shared, Scott. Uh, next segment, I, I want to dive into how this affected the gay community. I also want to f- dive into how it didn't affect my community at all. And I want to kind of talk about why that's not okay. And I, I, I feel comfortable enough to talk about how, like, elaborate on that. And I, I think that's super important. So when we come back from break, we're going to dive into both those things. So please stay tuned and... Uh, this is a very important episode. You're listening to No New Friends After Dark. We'll be right back. Feel my pulse With your hand on my heart You know it beats just as hard as yours Feel my pulse Oh Feel my pulse Can't you see that I'm scarred? I'm just the same as you are So just feel my pulse Oh 
It's the same air we're breathing Same tears run down our face So I don't have to leave where I stand And I don't have to change who I am To count as a human I Feel my pulse With your hand on my heart You know it beats just as hard as yours Feel my pulse listening thank you if you're not i don't know probably voting for desantis this, this fall <laughs> next fall um i will probably cut that <laughs> no why we, you know i don't look, know i like it i don't know yeah I but here, here here's the here's the thing chris uh, yes this is a serious episode and it and it deserves respect um but we're never gonna stop making jokes and and but we know who to target the jokes <laughs> at you know it, yeah yeah, I feel the Santa's might be a minority owner. Of, well, actually, he wouldn't never consider himself a minority. He might be an owner of the Moon Cricket Girl. He might be in that. <laughs> in that. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't so surprise uh, me. before before we go on to uh, Nick's perspective of um, the Pulse uh, nightclub shooting and the aftermath and everything came to follow. Um, first of all, Scott, thank you for sharing your story. But is there anything else you would like to add to? what you all had already said before we get yeah one more thing about it about it hitting home um at the time uh it was the um deadliest mass shooting in u.s history um until i I believe i believe vegas knocked that knocked pulse off um but that was the first moment for me my now 17 year old so that was so she's 10 at the time um i remember was just crying and you know, I, I was trying to understand what, what was going on in her head. And it was the first moment that I realized that our children no longer feel safe just wherever they are, because she didn't understand that, that, and I'm not even going to name the, um, the shooter's name because it's not worth it. Yeah. It's something we won't Um, do on this podcast. Yeah. She didn't know that, that he was, um, he was gunned down by police that night um she's thinking oh my gosh are we safe here because what she's seeing is this is a shooting that occurred in orlando Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, she didn't understand everything. So it, it goes to it, it. That transitions to a whole other issue that I don't want to tackle tonight. Um, at some point, maybe we will. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Sure. But um, it was just kind of like the last straw of what really hit home on this. And it was like, it was like, that was the moment where my daughter's innocence was kind of taken from her a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard to watch as a father. Yeah, it, it is. And it's not something I necessarily like really understood. And, and you know, now, right. now our kids are doing active shooter drills in, in school yeah. and, you know, they have a song yeah. about it and all that, which is terrible. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I thank you for, I know that when I, when I mentioned to you guys that I wanted to do uh, a pulse episode, I know that it doesn't uh, necessarily resonate to someone in New Jersey, someone in Ohio as, as much as it does down here. So I appreciate you guys kind of letting me talk about it and, and recognizing how of important course. it is to, to me here. And then 60% of our audience is from Orlando. So I know it, someone has a story from, from that night. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those anniversaries that you don't celebrate, but that you um, acknowledge and educate about what happened that night. And uh, I think you said it best. We're not going to say the sh- name of the shooter. Uh, we never will on this podcast. We are never going to uh, put someone on a pedestal that should never be, you know, heard of again. I don't know their name, and I never care to. Uh, we uh, maybe we will put the names of the victims in our description. Just so that they are not forgotten, I think that might be a nice little, nice little thing to do. Um, they should be honored. The shooter should not. Um, now that we've gotten past someone that uh, it it happened in your backyard, Scott, and it affected you in that way, uh, I do want to talk about how uh, your daughter. You said it take her, took her innocence from her because you thought, is she not safe? When things like the Sandy Hook shooting happened, I was in high school at that at that time, right? And I uh, I felt unsafe being a school student, right? Um, you know these 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 maniacs, uh, people who are unwell, people who are hateful, targeting schools was something that scared me. But when I graduated high school, that fear went away. Because I'm not a school student anymore, so there's no one targeting my group or my community. I'm just a person now. Nick, for you, with something like the Pulse night shooting, that never goes away. You don't graduate from being gay. You're you're just always part of that community. Um, There's no hiding from it. There's no running from it. And... um, like, like like me being a school student, when I'm done school, it's over with. This is something that you are living with your whole life. So please uh, give us your perspective of the Pulse night shooting and, and the aftermath and the ripples it sent through the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, and um, I know when we first kind of started talking about it, I, I really wanted to hear Scott's perspective living locally because... Yeah. I dealt with it as well too in Ohio. The entire LGBT plus community dealt with it nationwide, worldwide even. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember waking up that Sunday morning and just scrolling through Facebook, and right away I saw a post commented about it, and another one, another one, another one. And I remember waking Sean up, and I'm like, something really bad happened. And yeah. I don't think we really knew at the time that it was targeted towards the gay community, but mm-hmm. we assumed just because we've been, it's not the first time we've been attacked and 
had hate hate crimes right. or multiple mass um murders during this so um but you mean you wake up to the deadliest mass exactly, shooting in american yeah. history no one's waking exactly. up happy everyone's waking up scared and a little sad yes yeah, right. the whole world was just looking at it because it was the biggest one and um and on top of it it was at a gay bar where it could have been any gay bar i go into at that yeah. time i was working in the gay bars uh, working for Miller Light and Coors Light full time, so I was out probably five nights a week in the bars. And after that happened, my my guard was up even more all the time. Anytime I heard even the slightest bang or heard a police siren, anything like that, there was some PTSD from it. So I think. Um, Can I ask you something about that, Nick? Yeah. Before you go on. Um, you saying that it, you know, it could have been any gay bar. Is that what kind of affected you the most? Do you kind of think like realistically why Orlando, this could mm. have been me. This could have been in Ohio. Yeah, this could have been at uh, a couple of years prior to that, there was some gay hate crimes happening in the gay bars around Columbus. Mm. Um, not necessarily in the bars, but to the LGBT community here. Um, so yeah. we, we dealt with it locally with, smaller things of getting mugged and stuff like that. And um, it's nothing new, unfortunately. I feel like it's gotten a little bit better. There right. was a kid that was uh, went vanishing from one of our bars. Um, the biggest gay bar, the actually the biggest bar in Ohio, the biggest volume of liquor bar, a kid vanished, and they found mm. him at a river months later. Still never found out what happened. So there's always... There's always scary things that are happening, and um, you kind of don't think about it too much in the moment unless you maybe know somebody. Um, I didn't know anybody in Pulse, but I knew a lot of my drag queen friends that have performed mm -hmm. there. I knew people that vacation wow. Florida all the time that have been there. Um, so here, people, and it was basically like a two degrees of separation for us. Like we knew somebody that right. has been there. Um, so it definitely hit the community hard. Like I said, nationwide, not just um, not just in Florida, um, for us. Um, and waking up that morning it was what a Sunday morning. Um, that was the very first day of our Pride Week in Columbus, so it kind of put a little bit of damper on the community, but also lifted us up to want to um, show the reason of why we have Pride. It's not just for glitters and rainbows and to celebrate and slap a sticker on something we're out there marching and showing that we are we're people we're humans we love everybody um so that pride festival security was definitely ramped up um there was a lot sure. of threats around the country yeah. um luckily nothing happened but it was probably one of the best prides because you saw so much love and support for everybody and just yeah Celebration. so many people hugging yeah. each other and just knowing that we had, we teamed up. It wasn't just, like Scott yeah. said, Orlando, the Orlando came, community came together, the gay community came together nationwide. Mm. Right. Um, first of all, sorry that you ever had to feel unsafe just being who you are. There's been a lot of mass shootings in American history. Um, we had the, like Scott had mentioned before, the Las Vegas shooting was at a country concert. 
Um, we had the Aurora shooting in Colorado during the Dark Knight uh, viewing, right? We had the Sandy Hook shooting. We had mall shootings. Never, listen, with, with, with the Aurora shooting with the Dark Knight, was I nervous going into movie theaters? Sure. And it was a little eerie, right? For a little bit. Uh, Sandy Hook, again, like I said, I graduated. I don't have to worry about that anymore. There's shootings in malls. There's shootings in at a country concert, sure. But I don't identify as a country music um, concert goer, right? I don't identify as someone that goes to the movies. I don't identify as a school student. I don't identify as someone who goes to the mall. There was that shooting in one of the Carolinas. I Forgive me for um, forgetting if it was north or south, but there was a shooting at a predominantly black church. I don't identify, I don't identify as an African-American. I don't identify as any of these things. And as a moviegoer, as a school student, as someone who goes to the mall, I identify as that person for 45 minutes once every six months, right? It's not something I have to wake up in the morning and say, I'm a moviegoer. It's not someone I wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm, go I'm, a, I'm a mall goer. It's not something I have to wear on my sleeve and be afraid every day that someone's going to target me for liking to go to the movies or for liking to go to the mall or for at one point being a school student. As a member of the gay community, you wear that on your sleeve and you go places knowing that there's people out there that hate you because of who you love. And to my core, that pisses me off so much, and more so now than it ever did before because of these conversations uh, that we've had, the three of us. Um, what I did want to talk about with the Pulse Night shooting is this did not affect me at all. Full disclosure. The night, the uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting did not affect me at all. I am a straight white male living in New Jersey. Why would I be afraid to go anywhere? Seriously, why would I be afraid to go anywhere? Was I sad that it happened? Sure, but I'm sad about a lot of things, right? And I don't go upon my day being afraid of things that I'm sad of. Um. It did not affect me because I, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand how it made other people feel. I didn't understand a massacre happening in my backyard like Scott. I did not understand a massacre happening to people of my own community like Nick. I don't have people in my own community. I don't have that. I'm a straight white male. Well, I don't identify as that. That's just what I am. Right when I take the SATs, I, I when I took the SATs, I wrote straight Caucasian. What, 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 I don't categorize myself as anything other than that. I don't I, I, I don't identify with that. I'm just an American. I'm just a person. When that when 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 the Pulse nightclub shooting happened, it was a very sad time, and I acknowledge that. But it didn't affect me, and I think that's part of the problem, is that it didn't affect me, and knowing. What Scott went through, knowing what Nick went through, it does affect me now. Uh, we did have to take a little break. I was getting a little emotional. I was getting very angry. Um, not only at what happened, but at myself. 
because when that happened, I didn't feel the same emotions I felt now. And I'm sorry for that because if you're a member of the LGBTQ plus community, something like that happens where you're targeted. That's directly at you. It's directly at your family. That's directly at your community. Uh, being myself, like I said, a straight white male, it's not directed at me, but it's directed at my friend, Nick. And it's directed at, uh, someone that I care deeply about and it's directed at their community and that affects me. And, um, I don't think it's enough just to be, just to call yourself an ally because you believe in equality. I think you do need to, uh, learn about the history, learn about the struggles and learn about the hardships that members of the LGBTQ plus community, because listen, where are the rainbows is cute and all. Cause I do it too. But, uh, you don't fully understand until you force yourself to understand. Yeah, and I think we kind of started and, talking about that. As, and that's why I yeah. love where this podcast is going is we're listening to each other and listening to our struggles. And, 100%. Um, and, and I think for you guys having this, and I've said it multiple times, for you giving me this platform, you're showing me that you're being an ally. You're not just, we're not just talking about it one time and calling it a day you're wanting to dig deeper and find out more and more and that's it means a lot to me and i'm sure i can speak on behalf of the whole lgbt plus community thank you for allowing this topic all of these topics to be shared that really means a lot because i always categorize myself as an ally and scott i'm sure you did too because you don't you like gay people you don't care you know what i mean yeah Chris, love, love right. whoever you want to love. And we've talked about this a couple times. Yeah. I did. I did. But then it wasn't until we really started to dig deep into this and this podcast, this episode of the week completely morphed into something different than what we intended yeah. it for, something better than what we intended it for. And it wasn't yes. until we started getting into these conversations where I was like, wait a second, I don't think I was an ally before. Like, I, like, not, not right. that I was against, not, not, not that I was against, but I, you know, yes. I, 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 I was an acceptor, um, but what it didn't affect doing? my life. Right. Yeah. But what were you, what yeah, was what it, were you doing? Exactly. What yeah. was I doing about yeah, it besides wearing, besides wearing, uh, you know, some, some, some cute yeah. colors besides having yep. a gay friend, you know, it's, yep. it's kind of like, you know, I heard the term, especially in 2020 with the black lives matter movement, I heard the word anti-racist a lot. And what is it? What does it mean to be an anti-racist? Well, you're doing something about it. You're doing something about racism. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you're not an anti-racist, you're a racist. It's just, you know, it, it's kind of like being an ally to to. Uh, anyway, so what I'm saying is is obviously I was I was for gay rights. I was yeah, I, sure. I you know, but yeah, I didn't consider ourselves. Now looking back we were supporters. I don't know that we were allies. Yes. We, uh, and I think we still have a long way to go. Said. I think we perfectly still have a long said. way to go. Yeah. I'm not satisfied I, uh, with where I am right now in no, my you know what? ally journey. I, I'm very happy with where you guys are with it. Like, well, this isn't you, the Nick. first, it's not the third. We've talked about it in multiple episodes. So you guys are way ahead of many others. So 
This but is, now this I want to impact change. Yeah. Now it's, it's yeah. not, it, it, and yeah. thank you, Nick. It's thank you. That means enough. so much coming from you. But um, just talking about it every week is not enough anymore for me. Now I want to mm. do something about it. And, yeah, it's and, important to me because it's important to Nick. You know what I mean? Because like, uh, we don't experience the struggles that he does. And we're realizing that now, right? And, uh, and we love Nick. And if we can help him and his community by any means, then uh, we're going to try our damnest to do so. Right, Scott? Yep. Um, I'm sorry for rambling on, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot of emotions that have been going through me today, tonight during this recording. This Pulse night shooting, um, like I said, when it happened, it didn't affect me at all. Hearing it tonight affected me a lot. Having a very good friend of the LGBTQ plus community and... Um, and just having a having a friend that that happened in their backyard, it feels disrespectful when something like that happens. Someone, uh, you know, someone coming into your own backyard and doing something heinous and horrible out of hate. I I, I do also think that uh, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. And this is a great start. I'll tell you what. I don't know if what we did was great, but I know that. That, that this start is great. You know, I think we have a lot of room to, to, to keep going, but I'm really proud of what we've been doing. And if this podcast uh, every week was about gay rights and gay, and gay struggles and, and members of the LGBTQ plus community, I can sleep at night knowing that I, I contributed just maybe a hair towards moving the needle in the right direction. Um, and I'm happy to be in the presence of you, Scott, and you, Nick, uh, every week talking about this stuff. I'm happy to be in the presence of all our listeners and all the people chiming in on Twitch. It, 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 I, it, this, is, this is honestly, on a weekly basis, the, my, the highlight of my week talking about these, these, these hard issues. And I, I, I can't really name many things that I'm more prouder of than, than, uh, than pushing this positivity and i want to talk briefly too real quick about so sophisticated gentleman just posted in the chat about how the gen z generation um kind of is with the lgbt community and that they're essentially combined so what i've seen over the years working in the alcohol and bar industry is there was um when i was in my 20s we had gay bars and the gay community didn't really go out much to the the campus bars when I was younger, um, the mm-hmm. bars for my age range, essentially. Um, but now you see the campus bars having pride shirts available, celebrating pride month and everything. And just seeing that change over the years, yeah. um, is truly amazing. Um, what sucks is a place like pulse, a place like union here in Columbus and access or my safe spaces. And then somebody came in yeah. and interrupted our safe space is mm-hmm. the shitty mm-hmm. part. Um, we had an event a c- couple of months ago at a brewery here in Columbus where there was a drag queen doing a show and there was Nazis out there protesting against it. And unfortunately it wasn't a safe space for us at that bar. So, um, so they were out there protesting. I don't know why they were at a brewery <laughs> protesting, but um, yeah. it's just, a lot of people don't understand why we had the gay bars, and like I said, it, it it's our it's our place that we feel comfortable, where we know we're going to be fine, and we're going to be not the minority. 
So. Yeah. And um, I think understanding that's really important because not understanding that you think, oh, you know, the entitlement or this or that. And no, it's, it's all trying to feel like the rest of everybody else. And that's what I'm slowly learning. Uh, someone in chat just wrote, as a Gen X, I was a horrible person until my mid-20s. Now I feel like it doesn't matter to me who someone is. Only what they have to go through. We all have struggles, but we all don't fear for our lives just walking down the street. And that's perfectly said. Who gives a shit who you love? Who gives a shit what you identify as? Everyone deserves the right to walk down the street and feel safe. You know? Whether you're gay, whether you're black, whether you're whatever. Uh, everybody deserves that right. And we have a long way to go, but I'm happy for everyone listening, anyone listening to understand that a little bit more. That uh, if you are a member of the LGBTQ plus community, the No New Friends podcast stands with you. We support you. We love you. And just keep being you. Um, one thing that um, I kind of thought about, too, when Scott was talking is kind of what happened after Pulse and um, around the country. And like I said, our pride got super supportive that week. Um, super. Everybody was so amazing and so loving and supportive. I remember getting on Amazon trying to find a pride flag sold out to have that's amazon's completely sold out of something (laughs) that you couldn't find anywhere that's pretty damn cool it was amazing and just to see all the rainbows across everywhere was just it was very support showing that support no matter who it was it was it was all about love that's amazing and um i've actually I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I have a business on a very uh, busy road, and I want to order a little uh, pride flag to put in my window just so that anybody passing who might feel, you know, insecure or whatever can see that and just know that we're a supporter. I think it's very, very important. And uh, not only in the wake of a tragedy, but just in the wake of everyday hardships that you go through. Um segment three tonight is going to be a little bit different than usual we're going to substitute our segment three all the humor and all the funniness that we usually do with scott's summaries with um with a tribute to all of the fallen victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting just want to end this second and essentially last segment by saying love whoever the hell you want to love and be whoever the hell you want to be as long as it's in love you know, we support you. On behalf of Nick and Scott, I'm Chris. This is the No New Friends Podcast After Dark. We'll see you next week. I 
want to thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. I know that it was a heavy one and it's not exactly what everyone's used to with the comedy, but you know, we're, we're hitting these important topics and there's no way that uh, being here in Orlando, we were going to skip uh, talking about pulse because you know, whether, whether you're in New Jersey or Ohio, uh, Orlando, gay, straight, it impacted all of us. And uh, especially now with the relationships that we've built, you know, it even impacts us more and more. So the way I want to end this episode is to read off the 49 names of the people that lost their lives in uh, the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, I'm going to do the best that I can with all the pronunciations. I don't mean any disrespect by mispronouncing names, but uh, it's important seven years later that we remember the victims. Um, we don't remember the, the shooter. We don't remember the hate. We remember the love and we remember the people because the people are, are what matters. Eddie, so tomorrow, 34 years old. Stanley Amadovar III, 23 years old. Juan Ramon Guerrero, 22 years old. Luis Omar Acasio Capo, 20 years old. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera, 36 years old. Peter O. Gonzalez Cruz, 22 years old. Louis Velma, 22 years old. Kimberly Morris, 37 years old. Eddie Jamoldroy Justice, 30 years old. Daryl Ramon Burt II, 29 years old. Dionka Deidre Drayton, 32 years old. Alejandro Beros Martinez, 21 years old. Anthony Lewis Lauren Deza, 25 years old. Jean Carlos Mendez Perez, 35 years old. Frankie Jimmy De Jesus Velasquez, 50 years old. Amanda Alvier, 25 years old. Martin Benitez Torres, 33 years old. Louis Daniel Wilson Leon, 37 years old. Mercedes Marisol Flores, 26 years old. Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado, 35 years old. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez, 25 years old. Simon Adrian Carrero Fernandez, 31 years old. Oscar A. Arcina Montero, 26 years old. Enrique El Rios, 25 years old. Miguel Angel Hornorto, 30 years old. Javier Jorge Reyes, 40 years old. Joel Rayon Panagua, 32 years old. Jason Benjamin Josephat, 19 years old. 
Corey James Connell, 21 years old. Juan P. Rivera Velasquez, 37 years old. Luis Daniel Conde, 39 years old. Shane Evan Tomlinson, 33 years old. Juan Chavez Martinez, 25 years old. Gerald Arthur Wright, 31 years old. Leroy Valentin Fernandez, 25 years old. Tevin Eugene Crosby, 25 years old. Jonathan Antonio Camoy Veda, 34 years old. Jean C. Nieves Rodriguez, 27 years old. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, 33 years old. Brenda Lee Marquez McCool, 49 years old. Yamare Rodriguez Sullivan, 24 years old. Christopher Andrew Linonen, 32 years old. Angel L. Candelario Padero, 28 years old. Frank Hernandez, 27 years old. Paul Terry Henry, 41 years old. Antonio Devon Brown, 29 years old. Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz, 24 years old. Akira Mone Murray, 18 years old. Geraldo A. Ortiz Jimenez, 25 years old. To the victims and their families, we will never forget Pulse 2016. Thank you for listening.